Welcome to Chattachesis. I'm your host, Deacon Matt Hallback, PhD, and I'm also a deacon of the Diocese of Des Moines, Iowa. I'm your host of Chattachesis, a podcast series for clergy that helps them find creative and fresh ways to share the gospel message and promote missionary discipleship. This episode is brought to you by Sadlier's Catechetical Programs, Christ in Us for Kindergarten through 8th grade, and Cristo en Nosotros, the Spanish bilingual edition for kindergarten through 6th grade. They set the standard for faith formation in today's world. Check them out today at sadlyreligion.com slash CIU and see how their innovative approach is changing the future of catechesis. So glad to be with you here on our Christmas podcast episode, and we'll be talking a lot about getting into that Christmas spirit And we're going to try to do that by way of a Lexio Divina experience, which is something new for the Chattachesis podcast and new for our listeners. So very excited to get into that. We'll also certainly pray for one another. And we'll also unpack how Jesus is truly with us, the Emmanuel. He's with us not only in his word, uh, but he's certainly with us in in the Eucharist and in one another. All this today on Chattachesis. So let's get going. So we want to talk, of course, on this Chattachesis podcast about the Christ and Christmas uh, and really getting into the season uh, and what it really means that Jesus is with us. And he's with us in so many different ways, isn't he? he? He's with us certainly in his word. He's with us in the Eucharist. He's with us in one another. Uh, he's with us through uh, the clergy. Um, you know, Second Vatican Council's uh, Constitution on the liturgy talks about all the ways I just mentioned as as ways that Christ is truly present to us. And we often forget that last one about being present uh, in and among the faithful. And that's something that we definitely want to rise to the occasion and be truly credible witnesses of that reality. Um, But it should give us a lot of hope that, you know, we have something to offer. We all do. Uh, we have something of great value. We are of great value. Um, we've been made in God's image and likeness, but also being called to be priests, prophets, and kings by virtue of our baptism. So Christ is present in so many ways on this planet Earth, and the church uh, collectively does a great job in so many ways to make that presence known, certainly in, in all the service and charity it provides worldwide, through education, through hospitals, through uh, uh, initiatives to take care of the poor, environmental, uh, environmentally conscious initiatives, etc. So there, the, the church really does have a, a Christ-like footprint uh, around the globe. Now, of course, we are its individual members. Sometimes we shine forth that light of Christ in us more, more brilliantly and more clearly than others. And that's, some, that's something we can always work on. So, so the purpose of this podcast is to, to do what we just said there, is to kind of work on this being more Christ-like, allowing Christ to shine through us. And I think one of the ways we do that is we spend some time uh, retreating with Christ. We spend some time in God's word. And I think that uh, we have a wonderful opportunity in Christmas with those great infancy narratives to get into God's word and to really cultivate or mine, if you will, the riches there. And so I thought what we do, which is kind of a first for the podcast, is to do a little Lexio Divina experience. So really we're not sacred reading, so more of like a, a Lexio sort of oral experience so, or, or aural experience of a sacred hearing, right? So audio. Um, but, but we'll try it nonetheless. And I really hope that it blesses you um, for this Christmas season. I hope it helps you get into that spirit 
help it helps shine the spirit of Christ through you for others to be that that light like the wise men saw uh, to be a light that that leads people to Jesus. So why don't we get into this? And I just decided, and of course, we have a couple of choices. We have Matthew's gospel and Luke's gospel to do to do an infancy narrative reading. Uh, but I thought I'd take an excerpt from Matthew's gospel. So here we go. This is Matthew chapter one, verses 18 through 25. Now, the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but he had no marital relations with her until she had born a son, and he named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What a wonderful, beautiful reading. Um, and of course, really exciting, dramatic. We have an angel appearing to Joseph in a dream, trying to tell him what God's plan is all about and trying to calm him down, his fears, which of course any man would have. Uh, Joseph is in a betrothal process with Mary and comes to find that she's already pregnant. Well, he knows that he's not the father. So right away, I'm sure he's very suspicious. I'm sure from a human perspective, he's very hurt. He's confused and he might even be angry. So this angel has a lot of work to do when appearing to Joseph in the dream uh, and trying to, again, sort of quell the fears, um, kind of reorientate Joseph to the good news that, that is real and is true and is happening right now, which is that the, the promise of God that he would send as Messiah is being fulfilled. And it's being fulfilled in the one he is to be betrothed to. And that is, of course, Mary of Nazareth, the Blessed Mother. Um, what a powerful story, too, for us as we approach the Christmas season. Um, not that we expect, uh, really, in any way, angels to appear, you know, radically and announcing glad tidings and so forth. But what we can take away for, from this message that's very practical and very possible this Christmas season is the idea of being an angel or looking for those angels uh, to announce good news to us. And what do I mean by that? Well, if we take a look at the word angel uh, in the Hebrew, what it, what it breaks down to is a messenger, someone who carries a message, and in this case, a message from God. And messages can be words, messages can also be deeds or, or pointing to events or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be an idea of delivering a letter or something or a speech. But the idea here is that the church, and I'll go back to what I was saying earlier about the, the Christ-like footprint the church has on the world, um, part of that is how the church witnesses to Christ in the world, how the church is a messenger of Christ. And each one of us, the people of God, constitute that church. And so the question is, how is God calling us to be messengers or to be his angels? this Christmas season and to carry a message of his love to someone else. Similarly, how are we going to be on the lookout or are we going to be on the lookout this Christmas season uh, for those angels that God has already sent our way? 
Now, here's the trick, friends, that the angels come in all shapes and forms, right? It can certainly be the, the kind of angel that Joseph experienced in a dream or the angel Gabriel as, as he came to Mary in the Annunciation. Um, but the angel, in terms of messengers, God uses all of creation to speak to us. Um, he uses sometimes the most, uh, un, let's see, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like the most obscure, um, far out, kind of fringe maybe, uh, things and people to speak his word to us. I mean, think about uh, the raising of Lazarus. Jesus raises Lazarus. Lazarus, and really to no merit of his own, uh, becomes one of the greatest heralds of the good news ever, uh, because he is evidence of the power of Christ uh, to raise people from the dead and a foreshadowing of his own resurrection and a, a sort of a a uh, litmus test of whether Jesus was truly the Messiah or not. And Lazarus didn't do anything. Lazarus was dead. And yet, as a dead man, as a corpse, Lazarus was able to evangelize, to be a herald, to be a messenger uh, of the Christ who is among us, who is with us. And I always say to people, if Jesus can use dead people uh, to be heralds of the good news, there's no reason he cannot use you and I, although we might not think of ourselves as these messengers, these little angels, but but that's what he's calling us to be. But sometimes God sends us angels, unusual angels, not the usual suspects. So open your eyes a little bit this Christmas. Open your ears a little bit this Christmas. Um, be on the lookout. You know, we're in the Advent season all the way up through Christmas. They talk about expectation, vigilant, waiting, and looking, looking for Christ among us. Um, and as I mentioned, we just talked about Christ being among us in the Word. We just heard some wonderful words, good news from Matthew uh, about the birth of Jesus. And we just talked a little bit about <clears throat> sort of being that messenger for one another, that messenger of Christ to one another, and being on the lookout for those messengers to come to us. Um, I think a lot of that story of Abraham who meets the three uh, angels or sometimes it's interpreted as the three persons of the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, uh, back in the book of Genesis. And he offers them food and, and gives them shelter. He's very hospitable to them. And they make the announcement of uh, the blessing of the most improbable child, Isaac, um, because, again, he and his wife, Sarai, uh, were very much uh, advanced in years. So it seemed impossible to have a child. And these three beings announced this great news. They were wonderful messengers uh, to Abram and Sarai. Um, so let's shift a little bit now. We, we talked about Christ with us in his word. Uh, we talked about being on the lookout for messengers and being the messenger for others this Christmas season, bearing Christ and his message, his good news. Let's shift to, how about Christ with us in the Eucharist? You know, again, we're sticking with that Emmanuel Christmas motif, Jesus with us, Christ with us in the Eucharist. And we think a lot about certainly receiving communion. We think about the sacrament of the Eucharist, that it is truly the real presence of Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity, that these, uh, the, the very things that, that con the very nature of bread and nature of wine, the substance of these things have changed. Uh, they have transformed. They are no longer their nature. They are now this divine nature of body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, although they appear in all respects like bread and wine. But beyond that, or maybe around that truth of the real presence, uh, what? how else 
um, do we experience Christ in the Eucharist? And that might be an odd question to ask, but but uh, you think about that for a second. You know, what is Eucharist? Eucharist is Thanksgiving. Um, Eucharist is sacrament, but it's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving for the covenant God has made in us, the new and everlasting covenant in Christ Jesus through his death and resurrection. And the uh, theme of Thanksgiving is something that we can not only receive sacramentally, you know, the truth of uh, hopefully we're expressing our gratitude through, through the liturgy uh, of the mass, um, but that we become people of that attitude, people of Thanksgiving, uh, to be a thankful person or a person who is grateful is to be of a Eucharistic kind, right? To be a Eucharistic people, uh, to be on the lookout, to be ready to name the blessings in our lives and to be thankful for them, to help others discover, because maybe it's difficult to see or they've never thought about the blessings in their own lives, but to help them discover those blessings, um, to lead people and to be led by the Spirit on a path of ever-growing, ever um, uh ever-present gratitude, gratitude. Um, what a wonderful attitude for the Christmas season to be grateful for the coming of the Christ child, to be grateful for Mary's yes to this great mystery of incarnation, to be grateful for Joseph's yes to Mary as his wife, to take him into her home, not expose her, bring her to shame, and to believe the good news of the angel uh, which he received. Um, that leads me to a second, you know, disposition, uh, very akin to Eucharist. So we talked about gratitude or Thanksgiving. What about belief? What about trust, right? Belief in or trust in Jesus. Um, one of the ways that we, Christ is, is with us in the Eucharist is when we trust or believe that he is. And, and in the word, he is present in the Eucharist, he is present in the ministers, he is present in the uh, people of God, etc. Do we really believe that? And of course, faith is this bedrock element without which we can't explore any, anything else. You know, uh, as a catechist, uh, you know, a very strict definition of catechesis is teaching about the mysteries of the faith. Well, if people don't have the faith, meaning they don't believe, Right. If there's not an initial assent to uh, the truth of God and his revelation, then all these other things we talk about, <clears throat> sacraments, creed, morality, prayer, all these things we talk about, these pillars of, of catechesis, at best, it's just very interesting information, right? Religious information. And maybe we can make some, some pretty reasonable arguments for those truths. But but belief is really an ascent. It's this interior disposition to say, I don't quite understand, and none of us will ever fully um, understand the mysteries of the faith, but I know them to be true. I, I choose to believe them to be true, and I'm led by the Spirit. I'm so inclined by the Spirit, or maybe persuaded, uh, to believe so. So this belief, you know, what, what, how is our uh, belief in God? You know, what a wonderful question this Christmas season. Here we have a miraculous story of God becoming man through a virgin. Uh, it's pretty It's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible by all accounts. Uh, do we really believe this story? And are we able to see in our own lives Christ present with us 
uh, in the various things we've just mentioned in Eucharist, in word, in one another? Are, are we on the lookout for those things? Because if we don't have that interior disposition of belief, we're not going to be on the lookout for Christ with us and among us in bread and word and in one another. So maybe this Christmas season, and this is kind of my closing thought for this special podcast episode of Chattachesis, we focus on uh, we focus on our heart and really the state of our heart. Um, and I'm not talking about our muscle, the anatomical heart. I'm talking about the spiritual heart. And I'm thinking of uh, Ephesians, Paul's letter to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, where it says, Open the eyes of our hearts, Lord, so that we can see the inheritance of the saints that will come to us. Open the eyes of our hearts, Lord, to believe in the good news of the Christmas mystery. Open the eyes of our hearts, Lord, to believe uh, that you truly are present among us in word and bread and in one another. Help us, Lord, to, to be those messengers of your love and presence to the world and help us to be on the lookout for the messengers you send to us. Well, friends, this concludes another episode of Chattachesis, and as we always do, we end with prayer. So let's do that. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Good and gracious God, we thank you for this great Christmas season and for the mystery of the incarnation, for the fidelity of Mary and Joseph. And we pray that we allow ourselves to be faithful like them, to be messengers of your good news and to accept the messengers you send to us to bring good news into our lives. And we ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. This has been another episode of Chattachesis. I'm your host, Deacon Matt Hallback. I'll chat with you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Chattachesis. Head over to sadlyreligion.com forward slash podcast to hear more. And don't forget to request your sample and trial of Christ in Us and our bilingual edition, Christo in Nosotros, at sadlyreligion.com forward slash CIU.